Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. I hope life's been good for everyone. Uh, I've just been in, enjoying my time on break, but this is a two-part podcast for you guys with a friend of mine. And as the name suggests, there are some very interesting things that are said throughout this uh, two-part experience. So uh, hope you enjoy. Andrew Tate is uh, so egotistical that he's blinded by it. Oh, by far. Mm-hmm. He's very sloppy. But the problem with it is he stays. He says one tactic, and then he doesn't follow up by his last tactic that he says. Yeah. You can't say that men... Give are, an example. What do you mean? So he said one in the podcast that men were superior and that women didn't have any development towards what men can do. And then he followed that up with he thinks women are men... Uh, there's things that men can do and things that women can do. And he says he respects women. And then he says women, he said on one podcast, like women should be like in their dust. They shouldn't be going like this thing. And they they can do this and do that. Like he doesn't really follow upon what he's saying. No. He kind of just goes I mean, he's clearly a liar though. Like he, I think he did all of that for attention. Oh yeah, definitely. He definitely did all that. That's why he blew up because it's the same thing sort of with Alex Jones He'll say something completely outrageous, completely out there, but mm-hmm. he'll say five other things also that are like, man, that's kind of a solid point, or that's mm-hmm. like, that's like really interesting to think about, but people only hear the one outrageous thing because that's that's sort of like his, I believe that that was sort of his diagram on how to reach fame was to use the outrageous, like the outrageous tactics of saying just crazy shit. Yeah, because, and seeing what the internet does. Well, the algorithm of it, like, if you look at how it is, I mean, the human being system is very simplistic. You can post something dumb as fuck, but if it has enough attention to it, it's going to take off. Yeah. Like, anything that grabs attention to something that someone can say, oh, that's not right or that's outrageous, it, it doesn't matter with that. Because if you think of a very simplistic mind, it will grow like yeah. crazy. Like, for example, the Ryan's tour. There's also a lot of simplistic minded people in the world and nothing mm-hmm. against them. And he them. knows how to target it. Yeah. People think that that's the true mindset of man. But yeah. that that that's that's not true. There is no true mindset of man. He's also in like the ultra testosterone male realm though too. Like think about it like kickboxer, fighter, um criminal. Yeah. I mean, he's he's charged with organized crime, uh rape and what's the other I one? Sex trafficking. Yeah, I can kind of see it. And if he did it, his brother did it too cuz I mean Well, they arrested yeah, they arrested yeah. both of them. They act like they both wear the same underwear together. I yeah. Mean, it's like that. I can definitely definitely see that. With I mean, I'll be very interested to see if his brother, his name's Tristan, if his brother Tristan um, kind of takes the fall for, yeah. tries to take the fall for everything. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. The thing, I don't know. The thing about like a lot of the stuff that he explains and pushes out there is um, it's all cultural related. Like everything, even here, is all cultural relevant and related. He says to this one theory, and he thinks like like stress and like people that are very depressed and depression. He thinks it's just a, a mental concept that isn't real. Um, because he uses this one statement of this girl that um, there's during a war, her uh, bomb went off, exploded her house, her mom and dad, everybody died. She was the last one to live. He explained her whole journey within the story and that she did not feel any problems with it. She was just like, it is what it is. And and he's based that principle off everything else because he says if this girl can go through it, then everybody else can. And that's that's mm-hmm. not how that works. Because if that, if that makes sense, then you'd say 
if I get a cut and it's painful to me, then it's going to be the same amount of measurable pain to him. But since it isn't, it shows that our systems can be different. Everybody's different how they relate. Mm -hmm. So she can have different chemical imbalances for how she takes that in than how someone else will take that in. But he's he's so easy, egotistical that if he hears that, he's basing that off everything else and he's telling everybody Making else. Making generalizations. Is, yeah. That, oh, you're feeling that way? It's wrong. Yeah. It creates it creates a harder self-concept on yourself when you're told how your feelings are wrong. Yeah. Because then you're, you're teaching yourself not to deal with it, but to hide it. Yeah. So what I you, mean, instead of thinking just what... Instead of just trying to think of like what what is actually causing this feeling, mm-hmm. yeah, he thinks everybody is like a baby and a pussy now. And- I think that's what that's something that's been taking me off a lot lately. Is that I've been seeing on a lot of news stuff, or whether it's online on social media, whatever, um, of people talking, older people talking about how how soft our generation is, and like how unsuccessful we're going to be, and how disjointed in society we're going to be, and blah blah blah. The other generations have been saying that shit for as long as we can even imagine. And first off, like, take my generation. I'm eight, nine years old, I I believe. Maybe a little younger. No, I had to be in probably... I was probably in fifth-ish grade Mm -hmm. when I got an Xbox. But, like, what existed before an Xbox? A PlayStation 2. Before that, to me, absolutely nothing. Like, I grew up for damn near half of my life now without technology yeah essentially and then all of a sudden we have smart homes and electric cars and cell phones that can reach through satellites like Mm -hmm. just crazy crazy changes and i think that's what's going to be interesting about this gen z is that we're going to be very versatile very adaptable but that people just don't give us respect yet because we haven't had time to even do anything I don't think the thing about it is people that think they're holding the mechanism thinks they have power to state that the, you need to teach respect or you need to do it. Time's going to move re- relevant. Like it's it's going to move regardless. What they say is it, it doesn't matter because like since time's going to go forward and it's constantly expanding, it's constantly growing. The the words don't matter. Like it, it they can sit and bitch. It's it's done that for years. And if it's if it's gone this far and we and we haven't grown because. If it's true, then what they're saying, then you want to see growth in our about, system. About what? About, about about Gen Z people? Yeah, about Gen Z or anything in general. But here's the statement that everybody's heard. Hard times create hard men. Hard men create soft times. Yeah. Soft times create hard men. So it goes in a system. Everything go, works in a system. Wait, it's, it's... Hard times create hard, hard men. men. Hard, hard men, men create, create soft, soft times. Easy soft, times yeah. create easy times. Easy, easy times, times create, create soft men. men. And then, then the Soft cycle. men create hard times. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right now we're in. I think we're in hard times, and it's creating hard men. You know, I've been thinking that, but and people it, are it's hard because it. it's it's so. We've had a lot of stuff go on in the past few years, but I think when you look at it compared to the past, especially in the United States specifically, mm-hmm. there hasn't been shit hard compared to what people dealt with in the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s. Ten-year-old kids were working. 1950s, in, in, 1960s. In the 1920s, 100 years yeah. ago. So, yeah, there, do you know, people forget this, but I think they forget the thankfulness on everything. Like, how far we've came, and they said this world is doomed, but the mm-hmm. fact that everybody can state an opinion shows that we've grown. 
The fact that everybody can complain shows us that we have expanded so much farther. Listen, and everybody everybody was freaking out about... Well, I don't know about everybody, but a lot of people in the sphere that I was in were freaking about... Freaking out about, uh, oh, what if Russia decides to throw nukes at the world and mm-hmm. say, game over, you know, basically. But, like, what what has happened in the past 40 years or whatever, mm-hmm. 60 years, that even suggests that Russia would throw a nuke? They haven't since then. They're not. Like, just Nobody, you know what I'm saying, though? Everybody knows what that leads to. And I think the fact that we haven't had one dropped in as long as we have... Mm-hmm. Like just shows that society, like there's something in us that changed after the world wars that was like, okay, we can't do, we can't keep doing this. So there will always be a war just because of how yeah. the system is played out. Um, it's just natural it, resources. It, well, it's a natural rhythm of just craziness because people by itself, when you put them in charge of something else, will always create chaos and will always doom upon itself. Yeah. Um, like it's just a natural evolution of just of just a human being. Like what's funny is it's a natural or it's a natural evolution of everything in life. You you're birthed, you grow, you die. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with humans. It's the same thing with businesses. It's the same thing with mm-hmm. technology. It's everything. But everything adapts and changes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What's crazy about it is is the fact that um. We're not only evolving, like our tactics of something are changing as well with the adaptation yeah. of what we're creating. And it, sometimes it can get better and sometimes it can get worse. But if you look how human beings are, like we're naturally designed to cultivate with a group. Like, but too much of a group and too big, we collapse in on ourselves because of greed. Yeah, yeah. Like it well, shows that in history. It just gets out of tr- It gets out of control too. Like so, the the area that had the most resources and wealth in the world was Africa. They've had gold, silver, and everything else. But the problem with it is when you have a big enough country and a big enough expansion, it's harder to control. Yeah. So during that time period when it was like that, like Great Britain took advantage of so many other ones and would just bully them into it. Oh, yeah. But the problem is the leaders during during that area, which a lot of them broke down the tribes and stuff, they were so greedy that they were just selling off their own people, putting in enslaved, and then taking the money for themselves. So a lot of the collapse with history has been done upon itself. From just a greed from people. And it shows, like if you look at it, you're always, anytime you have something played out as having a ruler, you're always going to have something that's going to collapse itself. Yeah. I mean, the sad thing is though, um, I've said this even in one of my classes at school is like, every, every great, well, every great world power or major power, like the Romans, the Greeks, whatever, us at this point has collapsed from within it has never fallen from enemy troops outside the gate coming in and taking it over by force mm-hmm. it's things get too good people start to go crazy and pick fights about things that don't matter at all or things that aren't even real mm-hmm. like like on social media and people just start to fracture society starts to fracture you lose your values that started the country and society just kind of decays culture decays so then what you need to do after that is find something like right now we all need to find something that can unify us mm-hmm. and in the early 2000s and before that it was always war mm-hmm. war is what, an attack on your homeland unified the country like that uh, I mean look at 9-11 and so 
I would like to avoid that option. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the war, the war unifying you know the country, why? but we do need to be unified. You know why? Way. It's relativity. More people can relate to us because they have the same emotional outbreak and the same yeah. stimulus, so they can all relate. Anytime you put in something like that, you're always going to have a closer attention. Like you get a group of children that was raised in the same area, and you have abusive parents. Those children are going to be closer because they can relate to the they same can understand, problems. Yeah. And we all live in the same country. We all have the same concerns about safety and living the life that. And what's sad is, it shows like how like crazy and inconsistent human emotion is, and how how we can vast from one thing to the other. Yeah. And the fact fact that we can change like that, and we can be outraged by simple simplistic things, and point fingers and do this. Uh, like I wrote that down on there. There's that uh, the Stanford prison experiment mm-hmm. that happened in 1970. Okay, sorry. Can I pause? Alrighty, time for a trivia question. Kyle, who is famous for coming up with the theory and developing the idea of classical conditioning? Classic classical conditioning. Yes. For Would you like an example? Yes. Okay. So he bought a hint, folks. Um, <clears throat> classical conditioning example would be like me training my dogs to know when they're being fed by like going and grabbing a bucket that has their food in it. And so instantly, as soon as I grab that bucket, the dog's going to start salivating because it knows that it's going to get food. So... Like it's associating a stimulus mm-hmm. with a specific response to like a future event. Okay. He's um, famous. Well, he probably is if he created that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, I the only so there's one I can think of, and I don't think it's correct because he created something else as well. It, it's Doctor Hartford. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he later started the practice within chiropractics, but. Man. Yeah, it's gonna is be that man. last guess? Yeah, who is it? Where do you think he's from? What country do you think he's from? Germany? Nope. Poland? Nope. Europe? US? Nope, nope, nope. Austria? Starts with an R. Russia? Yes, Russia. I like how I said all the ones. Yeah, that's alright. His name is Ivan Pavlov. Oh man, I was gonna get yeah. that. I was so close. You were close, especially so the close. Pathlob. I could have thought of a lot. Yeah, no. yeah. Like something Pathlob. You're there not we close go. at all. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. Oh man. I feel like the bench warmers in those questions. Yeah. Oh. Or the bad news bears. When you're put on the spot like that, it's hard to hard to think about what. Yeah. The answer would be. Well, when you're talking about health, I was like, the first thing that popped in my head, I was like, Nikola Tesla. I'm like, don't, don't ask that. He didn't do anything with that. Okay, I'm glad you said Nikola Tesla because that just, I went in deep dive watching some of the stuff about him. Oh, you did? Oh my gosh. I, had a, I wrote a report about it, got a C on it because he didn't like it. YouTube on the History Channel, I think, has a good, good little series about mm-hmm. um, Nikola Tesla. Did you know that the building, I can't remember the building that he lived in I believe it's in New York maybe mm-hmm. Tom, it was Thomas it was uh, Thomas Edison that took some of his plans wasn't it oh I don't know you're throwing me off um okay so the building that he lived in in New York City 
it's pretty well known that the CIA and yeah, other, died other um, intelligence community folk were also staying in the hotel and spying on him. Mm-hmm. It was but, like the 14th floor, I think. I can't remember exactly, yeah. but um, on YouTube, there's a show and it they go through a tour of the entire hotel and find like basically these secret rooms that were used for nothing, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of assumed like how it was all set up that it was Nikolai Tesla working in there because like they even had documents still in a storage bin, like one of those just office storage mm-hmm. bins um, that were from exper- science experiments that he was doing. So they had a generator under the tower that he lived in Mm-hmm. at the very bottom and it ran these pipes out all along the underground and um, I mean like hundreds of feet mm-hmm. all across and I don't know exactly how to ex- explain this the best way but the generator produced way more power than it needed to for the hotel mm-hmm. so they actually found lines that ran up to the top of the hotel and the hotel comes to two points basically yeah he needed coils to conduct yeah, he, the, he, yeah. the hotel was one large Tesla coil mm-hmm. essentially yeah, that's so what they were using it for he's streaming like almost like wireless electricity throughout the air with that yeah that's like what they were trying to do tool. yeah yeah but that's that's so fascinating because of just some of the other stuff that he's done like I can't remember exactly how far it was just something like he sent a, an electrical pulse like a hundred miles or something and it lit up a light bulb yeah it's, it's just crazy stuff about the wireless because it's the wireless sticking charging. to the ions in the air so when you have a negative or positive charge going through there it's going to have a suction to a stick well, and he said I think he said in it on there are certain days where it worked better than others and but it was so like well that makes sense because so the atmosphere is always mm-hmm. changing but how I saw it in this show they actually did their own experiment where they placed these light bulbs like 20 something feet away from a big Tesla coil mm-hmm. and then they stuck rods a metal rod into the ground and then like started the Tesla coil and it would send pulses under the ground through through the soil and rocks isn't that cool and then shit that's though? how it would it would it would turn the light bulb on, which is crazy. Like he came up with this out of his ass and just expanded it. Crazy. Cool? And you know what else? Terrible for the petroleum industry at the time. Mm-hmm. Terrible idea if this would have become a thing. Because energy would have been I don't know how you could do it on a large scale though, because you can't especially with the amount of power that we use every day, like he, to have the earth electrified, that seems like a bad idea. I think anything that seems very early to when you when you develop probably didn't have the technology bad. at the time. Like if, the, he, if he's right inventing stuff. that, he had the technology about the time. The problem with it is, I'm this, saying to be sufficient to like produce on a large scale. Oh yeah, this guy was pushing like the means and not listening to anybody else. No, and if you notice anybody that did that, like was always either told that they're wrong, they're crazy, hated upon. Like in the early 90s, wasn't yeah. there a guy that made a car that ran on water? Yeah, hydrogen. Yeah. Or hi- yeah. And then he just he ran out. They said he ran out. He was eating lunch and then uh and potential investors and he ran out saying that he was hey, poisoned. Yeah. Don't fact check me on this, but I believe hydrogen fueled cars can run for like a 1000 miles a gallon. <laughs> I think that something, yeah, it's I think that's what he said. It's it, something insane. It, it was pretty revolutionary, and it's gone now. Now yeah. it's just it. They don't give a shit, you know. It's just a conspiracy theory. 
Okay, quick deep dive. I just bought this. Well, my parents just bought this. Um, Cock. Brown's gas machine. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a hydrogen machine, but it produces hydrogen and oxygen, so you can mix it for this mixture called Brown's okay. gas, which is 66% hydrogen, 33% oxygen. And there's been crazy studies done about how, um, like on mice trials, they'll put mice in like an asthmatic state, mm-hmm. and basically all of the mice that receive Brown's gas are perfectly fine perfectly fine but the other ones who weren't obviously there's a russian die someone died even experiment with that too where they did that and they locked people in a room and they slowly put in gas and they just pretty much they just went crazy and killed themselves okay well that's probably a different type of gas no 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 it was it it was the same gas but they also (laughs) hydrogen yeah your body is like full of it i think i think it was yeah i think it was no way You'll have to look it up. It might be something different. If it was, it was like insane amounts of hydrogen. Yeah. Because hydrogen's very It was insane amounts. Because the, the experiment body. wasn't something that they think, oh, this guy, this is going to kill him. It was something they're like, well, this is positive. This is positive. Why don't we do this much? Is it going to be better? Is he going to have fast react? Is it going to be like energy? Like what, what are they going to do? So they've seen um, improvements from patients who have Alzheimer's. Um, improvements with people who have COPD or um, some like lung disorder. If you breathe in this Brown's gas for the typical treatment that's good, obviously as long as you can do it is the best, but if you do it at intervals like 20, 30 minutes, two or three times a day, Mm -hmm. you see great improvements. And so I'm someone who struggles with asthma and stuff and I've had my... My fair share of inhalers and stuff, you still do and I'm coming inhalers? off of yeah, I'm coming off of pneumonia actually too. Oh, shoot. And um, we got this Brown's gas machine, and I did it. It's in my room, or no, it's upstairs actually. But I did it for thirty minutes three times the first night, and then I woke up this morning and did it for like two hours while I slept. Mm-hmm. I haven't coughed hardly at all today at all. There you go. Yeah. I yeah. don't know enough about it to really. It's like, interesting. Be like, well, what it does so when you're asthmatic, your body releases this chemical called cytokines, mm-hmm. and they cause everything to just inflame and fight off whatever they think is attacking you. But mm-hmm. if you have asthma, then your body does that to things that it shouldn't do that to. Mm-hmm. Like it could be any number of foods or um, environmental chemicals that you're exposed mm-hmm. to, whatever. And so this Brown's gas apparently eliminates or extremely limits all of the cytokine production Mm -hmm. um whenever you're having some sort of like over inflammatory response it clears up all of the cytokine they call it the cytokine storm because Mm -hmm. it's just a lot of them all at once and so it clears up the storm and um hydrates your body all all along and then there's this guy that has a podcast and he he came on one of the guests that he had was real deep in this brown's gas realm and he had a machine and his mother developed melanoma on the top of her head. Mm-hmm. And so one of the benefits about Brown's gas that they've seen is if you have any sort of injury, if you wrap your, like if you put a bag around your leg and you insert the Brown's gas in there, mm-hmm. that you'll heal way faster, which is crazy. I Sounds absolutely crazy. Up. Sounds absolutely crazy. And I promise I'm not lying. This is all verified. You can look it up in serious reports, serious scientific studies, medicine studies, and this guy, though, was saying that he would wrap his mom's top of her head because it was on the top of her head, the melanoma was. And he did that for a week straight of Brown's gas. And then at the end of a week, at the end of the week, he looked at the 
top of the melanoma, mm-hmm. there's like a nasty, nasty looking scab. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, this can be painful, mom, I'm sorry. And he said he peeled it off, didn't hurt her at all. It was completely, completely healed. She had no melanoma anymore. Oh, man. Crazy story, crazy story. Oh, oh, man, that's crazy. But, I mean, two days in, it seems to be helping me a lot. And obviously, like, I'm optimistic about it, too, so. My thing is, I don't know the effects of it or anything. Uh, it's, there's no, okay, so that's the other thing. Sounds maybe the craziest statement of all. There's no known bad effects about it at all. Because all it's doing is the machine, you put distilled water into mm-hmm. it, and it just separates the hydrogen and oxygen molecules, and it creates them into a gas form. So I'm essentially breathing in, I'm, if I'm doing hydrogen and oxygen, almost like a water mixture. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not the same because it's not specifically two hydrogens to one oxygen. Mm-hmm. But in theory, I guess it is, though, because it's 66% to 33 I can but see infections causing if you have body. too much moisture on the inside of your lungs. Well, this is all pure, like extremely pure. And like uh, some of the patients that have COPD, they recommend them doing it for six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. It's just everything that has been released in the world, they've all said there's, there's zero effect, effects with it. Like well, during the 50s, but this is not this is not a petroleum-based medicine. No. Like it's this, not. Is, this is pure water. This is water of life, hydrogen. Is hydrogen the simplest atom out of all? Maybe. Yeah. It's known as the. Yeah, it's the simplest. It's known as the atom of life, basically. Yeah. Hydrogen is, and where was I going with this? I don't remember. Um, the difference between medicine and this is that this is a more holistic approach. It's teaching your body. So the hydrogen, whenever you breathe it in, as compared to drinking it, you can drink it too. Mm-hmm. But when you breathe it in. It's able to get into your cells and release, relieve your cells of all the oxidative stress that you've created mm-hmm. in your body. So like my dad, he's a chronic snorer, chronic snorer. Mm-hmm. I haven't, since he's done it, I haven't heard him snore at all. He, he texted me, I think after his second day was when he really noticed it. He goes, I just slept so hard that my arms literally went numb. I haven't done that in years. And so like, oh, but that's one of the benefits of it too is... That it helps people who have sleep apnea and issues with breathing and stuff like that. So it's like, crazy stuff. It's it crazy is stuff. crazy. And I've I've talked to numerous doctors in the past month or two, Hopefully and not a single that. one has heard about it. And you know why? What? Because you can buy a machine on your own and you can do it at home. Mm-hmm. You can do it for cheap, for very cheap. And uh, another interesting thing: the Chinese have actually been using it for COVID treatment. Because yeah. it reduces all of the inflammation and helps a lot with pneumonia, COVID, flu symptoms, everything. Makes sense. Crazy. I was thinking something funny if I would have just interrupted be like, okay, are we still good at that Honda in the back for 12000 <laughs> Like I'm at a dealership and you're just telling me all about this. Like, man, I'd rather, rather so buy this good. damn thing than the car. So are we still good for that uh, Honda in the back? Yeah, the Honda, Honda in the back? You said 12000 right? Like, so I was thinking, still- how much is the car cleaning Extra ten dollars? Yeah, I'll do it. Oh yeah. Oh well, I have COPD, and when I take this, I'm like, well, shit, I might just get that instead of the car, man. I'll tell you what, you want good. I'll tell you what, man. I have my Browns gas machine right here, and I'll give you the free cleaning if you just do twenty minutes on this thing. Swear it's life changing, man. You said it just heals everything, makes it all better, right? Yeah, yeah. All your problems gone. Your wife that you're getting divorced with gone. Can make my dick bigger. <laughs> you know what? I'll even I'll even throw in an extra five hundred dollars on that Miata you're trading in. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, I've been wanting to. Oh, 
Oh, no, it's crazy. It's crazy stuff. I'm going to keep doing it, but we'll see. It's helped me so far, so, yeah. There you go. My lungs yeah. are already scarred. There's so. even... Re- I, I mean, I could go on. It, it. Well, that's what it helps with, though, mm-hmm. is it heals all of the bad things that have happened to your body, all of the stress, all of the sicknesses that you've had. Like, I used to do inhaler, and then I just stopped with it, kind of like the and retainer, just, yeah. and it kind of just fucked up, like, my teeth, so I kind of look like I'm The inhaler Europe. fucked your teeth up? No, no, not, not the inhaler. I just stopped <laughs> doing the inhaler, like, yeah. at a young age, so then, like, it's not going to get any better if you don't use it. Okay, but that's the issue, too. I've talked about my dad, <clears throat> with my dad about this on the podcast um, a couple episodes ago, and none of these medicines, your dad's a doctor, mm-hmm. so... A, I'm sure he's well versed in all of this, and maybe I should have had invited him over too. But um, he would enjoy this. But you but, gotta be careful with some things he says. No, but that's why I would like. Yeah, that's why I would like it to hear the other perspective. But a lot of the medicines that we have only treat your symptoms, and then they allow your body to get rid of the disease. Mm-hmm. For example, like pretty much only antibiotics actually kills some sort of disease mm-hmm. and that's because it's bacteria based yeah and so this hydrogen machine is basically it's kind of doing the same thing but it's more of a long-term long-term like life treatment thing where it's just like it helps so many other aspects of your body in general keeps mm-hmm. you hydrated keeps your muscles functioning at a high capacity like it's harmless compared to other drugs that have side effects of depression and all of this stuff like it it seems to be something that will actually make my body better as opposed to just taking a drug to to just um, minimize my symptoms Mm -hmm. you know so i can definitely see the i've looked into it for about a year year and a half before we got it i can definitely tell i've looked into it for about this much yeah about a year yeah, but sorry, that was a lot of information. No, but... no, I'm, I'm glad you told me. I'm definitely going to look into it. I'm going to be like, Mom, I found something. Mm-hmm. You can try this. It's fascinating. Oh. It's fascinating. My dad will take that shit I'd like to, like a oh, chain smoker. Oh, dude, I would like to open a place where it's just like just natural healing type stuff. And there's there's a place downtown called... You like, mean with this, not with like the rocks and some guy pouring like the rain stick? No, that <laughs> as well. That as well. Oh, you want that as well? I want man. the full experience. Be like, we're going to heal your baby, man. The <laughs> full experience. I want a big... I'm going to die. I want a big Japanese guy in like a sumo suit. I want him sitting there just, just for like the just full experience of... Life's All pleasures. the sweat stains coming down because yes. he's obese. Yes, yes. The sweat's good for I'm the talking moisture like, of the forehead. Like f- I want no more than 5'2", five, 5'3", five, 400. I want him damn near to be a sphere. <laughs> Shit, he's going to have his own gravitational pull. He's going to lift it up and he's going to be like, Mr. Magnet, it's just going to suck right to him. <laughs> Oh, subtle bitch, man. Get away a little bit, man. We this is you're making oh, the shit fall off the fuck, table. That's hilarious. No, but I would like to open a store like that and I think it would just be interesting because there's been I'm sure I'm twenty four <laughs> years old and I have health issues and I'm healthy. Like doesn't make any sense. I go to the doctor and the doctor says that oh, all your vital signs are perfectly fine, everything's good, like you're healthy, you're just sick, you're just sick. Okay, you know what they do? They keep just throwing antibiotics at me and I'm done taking Yeah, that's what my dad does. It's like, the greatest thing ever, right? Yeah, it's the greatest thing ever till it doesn't work anymore. That's what they did that like, when I got my car wrecked. When I got pneumonia, they gave me antibiotics, didn't kill my pneumonia, came back, or I got sick again. That could be uh, that could be something too, but 
essentially just call it like my pneumonia didn't go away and it just festered up and got Worse. really bad again. Mm-hmm. So then they finally gave me a breathing this stuff called. Well. well, no, I've been doing those, but they uh, gave me this antibiotic called Levaquin, which okay, yeah, I know. Actually, I think it worked because I've been feeling a lot better. Um, my lungs don't really feel at like full mm-hmm. capacity, but I guess they don't really. They they try to stay away from giving that because they want to make sure that it stays effective mm-hmm. for people. So yeah, I know what you're talking about with that. <sighs> It's a journey, man. I mean, I don't know shit about science or medical stuff, so that's a disclaimer. But no, no, you're fine. You I, you I, never I, truly I, do, my guy. I'm sorry. I'm I uh, I actually did my research on this Brown's gas stuff, and so like I said, you can search it. It's it's just called Brown's gas. It's not brown. It's clear, like it's just a clear gas, but it's called Brown's gas because the guy who created it. That's it. his last name is Brown. So, mm-hmm. but I, I wonder where that came from. Wonder what? <laughs> I'm just joking with you. Oh. Because you're like his last name's Brown. He created some gas. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a Taco Bell experience. No, I know. To me. But my dad, my dad texted me after he started using it. He's like, uh, I don't think it's working. The gas isn't brown. I was like, you're. But he said it jokingly, but I was like, oh my gosh. You slip slip in a weed cookie and oh have him try gosh. it. Oh my gosh. Like, oh my shit. Something's wrong with it. I got superpowers, <laughs> man. Joke. No joke. He'd be like, something's wrong with that. It makes you feel funny. Kyle, you cracked me the fuck up because you texted me and you said one of the topics you want to talk about was if the Nazis had won World War II. <laughs> that, that'd be a great topic. Like, what would Hitler say if he was like, you know, our leader now? He was, like, he was telling you about that show, The Man, The High Castle. Mm-hmm. It's on, I think, HBO, but that's what it is. It's based in 15 years after the war ends and this lady like comes back in time somehow and she's thrown into the universe like it's basically like a parallel universe type deal yeah where i guess i didn't know this but somebody this guy what was his name giuseppe zangara tried to assassinate um president-elect at the time franklin roosevelt Mm -hmm. and so this is in 1933 but basically, the man in the high castle is based off of like he was actually successful with that, and then the United States got stuck in the Great Depression, and then that caused them to not enter the war. So then Germany and Japan conquered everything, and then finally came in, and Germany took over the east side of the United States, and Japan the west. So beautiful, man. It's Crazy. So beautiful. It's bad. Like it's bad because like. And everybody and can so, relate to that because he he nearly took over everything, so it has so much relatability. Like everybody hates Hitler. Yeah. Except the people that except don't. Kanye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Except Kanye. <laughs> he loves Hitler. Had their own Hitler. He's like, man, Hitler's a good businessman. Thinks man. he's a great guy. I don't, but. Hitler, have you seen that video where it's like one of the earlier Olympics and he is on shit? Like he is just out oh, of his Oh, yeah. Mind he's like he's on just stimulants heavy. Going like this. And I'm like, man. Jeez, it looks like my little brother Cade. He's hitting the stimulants no. heavy. <laughs> he's like, oh, man. He's... Oh, man. I watched a he little... He took everything. They're like, what do you want, yeah. Mr. Hitler? I want it all. I want it all. With the mustache. <laughs> I watched a Netflix little series about all of the assassination attempts on Hitler. Mm-hmm. I just thought that would be interesting one night, late night. Oh, so that would be really interesting. I like, binged them and... Dude, you would not believe. It's like... 
There's a list. Thousands of assassination assassination attempts. Like people tried all the time. They, they probably you know go, what? He probably like you got really close this time. Yeah, basically. They just shot him. Someone. Well, that's the okay. I can probably go two like different a... roads here, but the only thing that I can like, I think this is interesting that Hitler said this is like somebody asked him how like why do you still stand up in the car in parades when you know. People are here to try to try to assassinate you, to take you out. Like people have constantly been trying. Why are you still standing up in mm-hmm. your car? Why are you not taking more precautionary measures? And he's basically like, if I'm meant to get assassinated, I'm going to get assassinated. I can't fear death. I can't fear everything. I I'm choosing to live boldly right now in the moment. And so like that was his ex- that was his explanation for it. But like same with JFK. I guess. No doubt he was a bold guy. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it, it's kind of true. It's like he also had a twisted mind, which started from the development, which showed oh, yeah. signs of like a lot of psychological problems. Yeah, like the way he would just explode. Like he tried to get into art school and stuff, and when that didn't happen, he was very explosive and demanding with his thing. Yeah, so that's why he stole like all this art and stuff and everything else, and then he got deep into religion. So that's why he was going against the Jews, because in Christianity, it's like there's one true thing. And I guess in his eyes, he's like, well, this, they're fucking this up. We need to get rid of them. So he started yeah. making all these outlandish stories that yeah. they like, they like cast spells on so people. So I heard, I heard too that during World War One, a lot of the German soldiers, while they were there, came back after the war ended and were like, why did we just sign that agreement to end the war? Like, we were winning. Like, mm-hmm. they thought, like, a lot of the soldiers thought that they were winning and that I believe that they thought Jewish higher-ups in the government, like mm-hmm. in the German government, forced them into surrender, basically. Mm-hmm. And so that's where kind of this conspiracy against Jews, I think, all started was that, you know, these people had just lost their sons, their husbands, their fathers, all in this war for nothing, absolutely nothing, and they come back, and then the whole world sets these insane restrictions on them that completely destroy them kill thousands of people from starvation and everything so like it's it's exactly how resentment builds and how things just explode because people are in desperate times and so like if you can find that one thing that's what hitler did he found the one thing that enough people were silly enough to believe in Mm -hmm. that actually happened that the jews actually did screw them over and people were desperate enough to completely believe it because they felt the strength and the power that Hitler offered, that Hitler brought to the table through his speeches, through all of, apparently, a, the fake media. He was a great speaker, but the thing about what grabbed attention is he had to do something right. And he did. He got. He literally got Germany out of, out of a great depression. Yeah. And the thing, the thing that is true about the statement is the Jewish community at that time was literally destroying that nation because that what they're doing is they were having all these big businesses that are being built up and they're taxing heavily on everything making everybody paying more and they're literally taking over that industry in the area and what he did he pretty much just saw it as like it, it changed his view and thinking like this is a poison when it was just a couple of guys just running something bad it doesn't mean they're all bad but his perception is so crazy that he's like man we gotta kill them all like like go and be gone forever my guy 
But it was just that's what's it was yeah. wild. But because he he did take him out of a depression, he did fix that situation. So they viewed him as a good leader. So yeah. he grabbed all this attention. And when yeah. you can, like in the media today, when you have a strong attention and you have everybody looking at you, it doesn't matter what the fuck you say. You're gonna have people on your side. You can literally cause problems, cause riots, cause cause destruction when you have people behind your back. Isn't that all the media, the modern media does? Mm-hmm. Everything is fear-based everything is the worst thing in the world's happening mm-hmm. i got that's I, all it is so there's a theory we learned and then i used this when i was at lincoln when they were trying to put the race thing on it and uh it, it got so dumb but I, well what I, what I used is i said there was a theory that developed uh during the 15th century that was the the prison theory which if you base and put everybody in a cave that has a jail cell and you tell them, Hey, we're keeping you in here because what is outside the world has exploded, bad. bad people, they're killing, you know, whatever story they want to do to convince them that it's dangerous outside. Mm-hmm. And, and as years go on that and the gate, the gates never locked. So they're free to go. But as mm-hmm. years go on, it'll, they'll be so developedly scared mentally. What is beyond that, that they will never leave. They will develop their own cell. Because the doors never yeah. locked, they're free to yeah. go. But they have developed such a big fear that they are too afraid to step outside when there's nothing else. That's interesting, of fear. and that's that's a similar situation. You can, uh, you can see that society because it creates sure. control. Yeah, it creates a, a, almost a, pr- a prison cell inside your own mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with all of the social media uh, gurus, sort of the podcasters um, that have gotten canceled for things that they've said. Yeah, or comedians just... for things that they've said. It's like, it, it's just that fear. It's that like, mm-hmm. it's it's the thought that like anytime anybody says something questionable at all, or in the case of the cave experiment, mm-hmm. anytime somebody would even open the door, it's like people would probably start freaking out. Yeah, would be like, what are you doing? Like you know that's wrong. You know that's wrong. But people are saying you know that's wrong based on their own beliefs, not on the objective facts, mm-hmm. and that's where it's. It, it, it's hard because like people get whether you like it or not people get offended and some you can't even say people get offended so easily because some people do some people don't but like if if you're going to allow the people who are getting offended to be able to cancel certain people mm-hmm. because they have the power to do that the democratic party owns basically all of social media yeah Beautiful, that's right? where things get hairy doesn't it just make your nipples hard? Like, get a little bit of a sweat going down the back, like excitement. But the thing, the real thing about it that I can see with this is, is that you got a lot of people have to learn. They have to learn a development for themselves to control their own emotion. That logic and emotion cannot coexist in certain settings. Because specific it, setting, yeah, yeah, specific, yeah. Because then it can create chaos. If you do not yeah. have a control of your own emotion. And you're because you think irrational when your emotion takes over, it always creates regret. Yeah. In any situation, it will always create Absolutely. regret. Absolutely. I've learned that just developing at a young age, just figuring that out. I, that's like one of the biggest things I've learned, mm-hmm. like in the past four years, is like, what, like, <laughs> you, yeah. calm down. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Think of all of the different scenarios about why this could be coming up like the like the harmless reasons of why mm-hmm. something comes up wherever it does like if it's an allegation on somebody like your girlfriend or something yeah. like think about like why like 
don't just jump in and assume that they're guilty right away and just like freak the yeah. fuck out. Like chill, just chill. Girls are very emotional creatures, and I think a lot of men forget that. A lot of men are very logical, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we very perceive things as a solution that we need to fix. And so when a girl tells us a problem, we're like, okay, what can we fix it? When we analyze it, and if we can't fix it, we shut it off, and we don't. But we listen. don't. We don't have like a lot of guys don't have the emotional side of that that can that can take the women perspective mm-hmm. and use your man skills to fix it it's like the, like take like be able to understand what is truly causing the problem because sometimes if something is said that's like really you think it's really witchy mm-hmm. or like really rude or something it's like she's probably just like upset because I don't know she wants to hang out or something you know mm-hmm. like she doesn't like actually mean it she's just more emotional yeah so like I think guys can control their emotions regardless of how they grew up culturally. It's just they haven't been taught to. Like, no. There's a thing I probably wrote down. You probably saw it. I wrote, uh, emotion isn't real. Yeah. Uh, the reason I wrote that is because it... Bold con- statement. Yeah, bold it's a bold statement. statement, right? It comes from a perceived uh, wound that hasn't been healed. Yeah. A perceived wound from the past that hasn't been healed. That's why you... How can you direct that someone doesn't like you when they haven't even appeared that way? And they're just sitting there. It comes from a perceived motion of a wound that hasn't been healed, hasn't been si- yeah. fixed. Well, also insecurity. Yeah, insecurity plays, yeah, that plays within that wound. And that's a lot of times, like, that's why you can say with an emotion that, hey, this is what's going on, This and you need to logically really sit down and think of that. Yeah, I used to be jealous around, like, if I had a girlfriend or something, and she'd be, like, talking to other guys in, like, the same setting that I'm in and stuff. Mm-hmm. And looking back, it's just, like, so silly because mm-hmm. first off, like if somebody wants to do something to actually harm you, to hurt you, they will do it. Yeah. So like, there's no need to worry. Second off, I was just insecure. Like yeah. just like, it was, it was my own lack in comp- self-confidence mm-hmm. sort of. And that's where I think every guy at a certain age, every person period needs some sort of like spiritual awakening and not, not necessarily even in the sense of God, but just like coming to grips with like who you are. Oh yeah, absolutely. Life is about a learning experience and a lot of people still haven't figured that out. My brother still hasn't, but it's, that's what it's really about. Some people like my mom thinks since she's a certain age and this old that she has more wisdom than me. Like, like that's not how that works. And she, she won't listen to a word I said and I, I'll just, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But the thing about, and I explained to her why I said, then why are there 60 year old men that are homeless? If, it, if it's more about age, because she goes, age is experience, I said, you can experience more within a small period than someone can experience their whole life. Because sure. I can just sit on my ass and watch TV, jerk off, and not experience anything. <laughs> like, yeah, I really learned a lot there. All been there, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yep. Get done, all family guy, and then go back <laughs> up. No. But um, I, oh. think, I think since life is short, it's that perceived, like, feeling that okay i have to do something to make something of myself that matters it doesn't it's not really the agenda that it matters to someone else it's the thing that matters to yourself okay do you think though that everybody sees it that way or do you think that um i'm I'm kind of more of the belief that there's two ways in there's obviously more than two ways but these are the two ways that i have seen it through my own life it's like do i take do I take the route that is like semi hard and like safe or do I take the route that's hard 
with like maybe a bigger payout or do I do something that I actually enjoy, take the risk of the financial aspects of it and actually maybe enjoy my life more, maybe work hard, like work harder at what I do because I actually have a passion for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I think that's how like people because like so, a lot of people, it's so easy to be like, oh, I'm taking this first job because they offer me the job. It's mm-hmm. it's decent pay right out of school. It's seventy grand. Like I had never thought that I'd be making seventy grand because you haven't made shit until you're yeah. graduated from college and you're 23 or whatever. Like you can go apply at any job. I have I I have an actual degree, like an actual bachelor of science degree mm-hmm. at a university, four year degree. And I'm a second year student in law school. And on some of the posts that the school puts up for job offerings, mm-hmm. unpaid. I have a degree already. like Or like some of them are like 15 bucks an hour. It's like, what? Dude, I just know. because I'm working in the summer over a short period of time gives you the authority to just like fuck me over it's and just, use me as cheap labor? It's just things are changing now. It isn't what it used to be. It isn't what it used to be with our parents. So in the 1950s, you could literally get a house and do monthly payments that could be less than $120 a month. And the ratio to how much you made to that made sense. Yeah. That was probably the best time in U.S. history. Now, did you know like the pay period back then, the pay period now, has only moved up a couple dollars for minimum yep. wage? But look at inflation and everything <laughs> else. And the problem, it's so competitive now. And, it, and if you just get a basis degree, you're going to fall over. Like yeah. degrees, college degrees are not useless if you get the right ones. Yeah. But because the, you got to understand like- But a, they uni- offer so many that it's Yeah. Like- a university is designed to market. My mom goes, oh, it's not useless. It's credited. I said, mom, you know what that means? <laughs> I mean, shit. Yeah. Like that, I said, I said, I can go to Florida University and major in folklore. Tell me what I'm going to do with okay, that. Okay. You know what though? That's the perfect example of the university trap of like useless degrees. Like- Think about getting like a art degree. I don't know. Like no hate on art people if that's what you like to do. But think about getting an art degree. <laughs> no, let's hate on them. You Fuck can them, yeah, man. exactly. Fuck them. Yeah, screw art people. Yeah. But Artistic you can get your art, you can get your art degree and then your life can go two completely different directions based on what you do after that. Because in in universities, whether it's said outright or not, the expectation is to come out and work for some sort of company mm-hmm. or some sort of business that's already established. Once and you if you're doing that, that with an time. art, but if you're doing that with an art degree, what are you going to make? Not shit. Or you're going to go work for the elementary and be an art teacher. You're going to make twenty five thousand dollars a year. Or you could take a risk on yourself, get a small business loan, and try to start like a a cool art store, like a spin on mm-hmm. like one of those stores where you can go in and paint plates and with your kids and paint mugs and do all that stuff and like you know what i'm saying something that like seems a lot lot riskier but if you believe in yourself and you think that you have any competence at all there have been worse businesses succeed yeah there has i mean that's what jim dyke does the artist down jeff he just opened up his own he opened up his own and just did it ever since but if you major in like graphic design or anything else that's going to be used, and plus they rip you off, graphic designers get ripped off. So they'll make like a lot of them will be commercialed out privately to do like a lot of the like the billboard ads for like the Super Bowl and stuff, and they'll get such a small percentage. Some will still only make like forty to sixty thousand a year. Yeah, like like they dick them. Yeah, for they, sure. You take away graphic designers. Let's see. Let's see who's making that fucking shit. Yeah, they ain't making that. And it's and, and it's just that a lot of businesses like that's the thing with business though you go into that market someone's gonna dick you, 
Yeah, because somebody's getting paid big time. Yeah, someone's getting paid big time. That I mean, way somebody else has to take the fall. So, and that's where we were talking about you were going into the house stuff with how houses have become way more expensive, but the pay gap has yeah, not gotta, increased you, equally with that. It's because you have people sitting at the top of corporations just swallowing all of this dude, money. it's crazy. And it's like, I get it. That's the capitalist system. If you're the guy at the top, that's dude, what you, you get to do. you almost have to suck a dick for a front but, door. Like, holy gosh. Cow. It's, it's crazy. I had an interview up in Kansas City for this business, and it was in uh, marketing. The guy, they, the guy's from Canada, and he, he, they flew him down here and stuff, and we were talking and stuff. You, you know what they're – so it, it's within sales, but they also had commission average. And he goes, the average what people make within this job – because the sales isn't like calls or anything else. It's really weird. It like works in with a group, and then they go out with like three or four guys, and then they – then they pushed out their their product, which was, I I think they do ads with like the um, the Chiefs and stuff. They do a bunch of fun little. I, I when I okay, I'm kind of going all over the place with it, but they do a bunch of little fun fun things. Like when I went in there for the interview, it was like the Wolf of Wall Street. They're playing music. They had no shoes, socks on. <laughs> just, I was like, what the fuck is this? And uh, they yeah they they pretty much uh, they'll do ads for different companies, and then they work with AT and T and Sprint. And they do sales plans with them as well. Mm-hmm. So he was talking to me about it. He goes, yeah, we uh, make an average about $4,000 a week. Um, he goes, uh, little Jimmy here. And he pulled him. He goes, come here, fucker. And I'm like, they just don't care. And uh, he pulled him in there. He goes, yeah. He goes, he made our quota. And I was like, congratulations, I guess. Like, I don't know. He goes, I was like, what do you make? He goes, oh, he, he made about sixteen grand this week. It's like, it's like who, who, who'd you steal from? Yeah. But, uh. When I went through with the interview, they literally just, they flew him down because they saw an opportunity. And then I'm thinking, they are hiring up. How many people did they fire? And he said they let they let go a whole chain when they Holy hired shit. him up there. So like hundreds of people lost their jobs. So you need to make sure. That's a, that's a fucking risky thing. Yeah. I was like, if they're having that much fun, they're probably like, oh, let's, let's feed them up. Let's get some nice stuff. When we take him to the super, we're gonna fuck him. Yeah, we're gonna tell him he's fired. We're gonna we're gonna pay him. Well, that's what like a lot of the businesses do is they they pay you just enough to keep you interested, but like not enough to really try as hard as you yeah. should, and also not enough to really have any loyalty to the company. Mm-hmm. And like that's why a lot of, I mean, there's don't get me wrong, there's just crappy people out there that will screw you over if you're like running a business. But at the same time, right like. At the same time, if you create your business, see why is why are businesses? I think businesses need to be run, especially like a business where you have the same workers in there all the time, full time workers. Needs to be run more like a family organization, like mm-hmm. like a group. Like everybody in here is a group, and I'm like if I'm the owner, I'm at the head, but I'm gonna do whatever I can to make sure that you know. Jimmy's getting paid enough to keep his family like to live the life that he wants because Jimmy works his ass off and has loyalty to the company works Mm -hmm. you know works hard like I think if you create that environment where it's like me as the boss or whatever whoever is the boss maybe take you know take a ten thousand dollar pay cut out of your two hundred thousand dollar salary they're not they don't have any sympathy because they only care about numbers yeah and, and when the, you start raking that cash in, it's probably pretty hard to... Yeah. They're not going to be like, I don't care about Jimmy or Jimmy's wife, Laura. That's a teacher. Yeah. That also has to have an OnlyFans. Well, they're kind of like sociopaths at that point. Yeah. And that's, be like, but, my wife has to show her titties on OnlyFans to make money. We struggling, man. Point being, 
point being, my grandpa shared a great quote with me um, a few weeks ago. I asked him, I, we were just eating lunch, and I asked him, I was like, what, what is a piece of advice throughout your entire life that you would just give to anybody? Like, what do you think is the most important piece of advice? And he's like, always treat people right. People will screw you over, but that doesn't matter. Just move on and continue treating people right. And that's the same sort of business mindset as like, like if you run a business like that, like where you just treat your employees right, your employees Mm -hmm. are more likely to treat you right. Yes, you will have a couple people screw you over, but at the end of the day, it's like Mm Chick-fil-A. You know, Chick-fil-A, they hire good workers. They hire good people. Chick-fil-A and McDonald's, they pay good. From what I understand, they treat them well, but like Chick-fil-A is different than McDonald's. Don't even start. Dude, I've never worked at McDonald's. They may pay you good, but like Chick-fil-A has got their workers You worked at Chick-fil-A? No, but every time I go through Chick-fil-A, the miles are (laughs) half a mile, the line's are half a mile long and it takes 20 minutes to get through max. Oh, you're assessing that on just their Well, just their business operations. How do they get the whip out? They're like, faster! They're closed closed on Sunday. They they seem like, obviously there's all the, I think there's gay rights stuff involved with all the Chick-fil-A stuff from a while back, but I don't know anything about that and personally, I don't care because I don't, like because they're a Christian organization, they don't stand for gay rights. I believe. Oh, so everybody's protesting it. Yeah, but you know what? The line was longer at Chick Fil A because people, at the end of the day, love when other people have a pair of balls and say, "I don't care what you think. We stand for this because we're a Christian organization, and we're not going to open our doors on Sunday in respect for our Christian values." Like, like if you just stand for what you believe in, and have I don't balls. care. Like yeah. if you, if you, no one does that anymore. No, they just everybody's shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. No, they're just all pussies. They just let everybody fuck them over. That's what I'm saying, though. They don't have any morals, any values that are like No, they don't have anything to stand. Yeah, they have no morals. Do you know what's funny about Christianity is that there's no other religion that is shit upon as much as Christianity. So what do you actually think uh, are some good things and bad things about Christianity? Within the church right now? Yeah, right now. Uh, within the church, uh, I would say bad things. It just seems like some people push an agenda of what they want to teach. There's a lot of things that are hidden that's within the Bible that they just don't push, and they push the same things. Of, or or uh, you get certain people that don't like certain people are teaching it. Like there's a Capital West I used to go to. There was a younger preacher that was just adapting to the Gen Z group and would say these jokes. Well, the older generation didn't get it, so they had him fired. Yeah. And it's just... Like that, well, the like, older generation is probably more of the church too, and it's definitely the people yeah. who are giving money. But it, it shouldn't matter about the money. Nah. It shouldn't matter about that. It, 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 like you should have the same love for for that thing that it is for the new yeah. creation because it's about it's about pushing and teaching it to the younger group as well. Like, and so there's some negative things within it too. Um, What's you said Christianity is the most hated religion? Yeah, right now why? It, I mean. Harvard's done, uh, they, that's the most studied religion in history, Christianity. There's no other religion that is as studied as more than Christianity. And I think the reason it's, it's so hated, and it, and it talks about that it will be hated within the Bible as well. It talks about that there's only one religion, and that all the other ones will be false. And if you notice, all the other ones are not, they don't have the attention that Christianity does. And I think Christianity has the attention because it grabs a focal point that everybody can understand relate to. Because it says there, everybody knows that there is some truth within it and everybody knows of Christianity. Regardless of the supernatural events in the Bible, though, mm-hmm. 
I mean, the stories, whether they're true or not, what they stand for, what the true meaning is behind the story, like a lot of the stories of what has happened mm-hmm. to biblical characters, that's that's where you learn stuff truly about, I mean, Bible basic instructions before leaving earth. Like it, it shows you how to live your life the right way. Yeah. And it I, does. But what you're, what you're criticizing about the church, if I'm not wrong, is the... F- you're, what you don't like about the church right now is the human aspect of the church. Mm-hmm. Like humans, it's not, it's not the church itself. It's the human aspect. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of more materialistic stuff going into the church and everything else. Like the, I, I see all these TVs and speakers, and and it's great, but it's also like it's kind of the idea with the mega church too. Like, um, yeah, it's great that you're meeting the needs of tens of thousands of people every week, but it's not like, about that. Like, you're yeah, you're living. You're living a different lifestyle. Like it's about money to you at that point a little bit, and not all of them, obviously, because that's just, like there are genuinely good people that are just good at speaking that grow large audiences. But I'd be interested to see how much of the money they make goes towards operation costs and then towards like actual outreach stuff. You gotta be careful with speaking because speaking is also aligned with the tongue of the snake, which is you can't understand the intent or the emotion when someone speaks. Yeah. You can you can manipulate anything if you know how to use your words wisely. You can change a crowd. You can change. My mom always told me growing up. She goes, you know, words don't mean anything. It's just sticks and stones. But that's wrong. Words do mean something, and they change the movement of everything within I, okay, history. Okay, pause because I'm curious about that statement because that statement is around, has been around for as long as I can remember. Yeah. by far. The conspiracy side of me wants to be like, well, that's a statement that like was maybe pushed out towards like I don't know how to say this mm-hmm. um, the people who would be manipulated mm-hmm. because then they don't think about what a person's actually saying you know they think about like the general idea of what like they a heard chess move. yeah it's like it's like you're playing checkers and the mm-hmm. speaker's playing chess like mm-hmm. he's manipulating you without he, without you even knowing it and he's saying things in particular ways to mean specific things to where they're not offensive, whether that or they are supposed to be energetic. Like he's he's manipulating his speech, like mm-hmm. you said. Napoleon was famous for that. Also, the one where you've heard the speech from Henry the Fourteenth, also known as the Sundance King, that was also known for the same. Wow, keep, this keep is your some, friends close, but your knowledge. enemies closer. He built the uh, like the the building. Uh, what's that famous? He's from France, correct? Napoleon? No, no, no. Henry, or what'd you say? Henry the one, the one with keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Mm-hmm. Where was he from, France? Uh, he's over in Europe, no. Henry the 14th? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know where he was born. I think in, he's, no, honest. no, he was of France. Okay, that's yeah. what I was saying, though. Because I, I don't, think... I, thought, I don't know where he was born in, like where his origin was from, to be honest. No, he's, he's from France. Um... Gosh, what was he built a building though? That's like their. I don't know if they have a parliament or what they have specifically. He has a uh, room that is just all gold. Really? Yeah, all gold room. You talk about the like the player back in the day, boy man. Yeah. He was the one. He had an all gold room. He had these <laughs> parties, and the reason he had the parties was for that statement, so he can keep his enemies closer. Like he ruled like a test chess mate, like. He navigated yeah. his way around yeah. people. Um, I think he built, basically, though, this massive building that um, all of the huge political figures mm-hmm. were sort of... 
they weren't necessarily forced to stay there, but they were like, hey, we have all these free rooms for you guys in this brand new uh, government building, and you guys get to stay here and mm-hmm. also work here and everything. Well, he did it because he was spying on every single one of them. Mm-hmm. That's why. He wanted his enemies close. He wanted to figure out who was, yeah. who was his enemy out of all those people. But genius just- idea at the time. What's funny about they all all the leaders then had the same name, so it was like, what's another one's gonna name? Yeah. Oh, Henry, 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 Henry the Fifth was a crazy one though. That one was a fucking psychopath, yeah. man. Like he would just he would just there's like stories of him just beheading people, like walking up just chopping their heads off, like no fucks given. Like, oh. Nah, but that's where it's like the the pendulum of time. It's like you do enough bad things. It starts to infect your family line with just like monsters, mm-hmm. and it'll destroy your entire family, all of your wealth, everything. Like, yeah, that's kind of what happens. Is it, like, it will. The more bad deeds you do, everything, it's going to catch up with you. At some yeah, point. everything always circles around yeah. to catch you something. Yeah. We we talked about that a while back about like kids growing up spoiled or some kids growing up with nothing. The world has a perfect way of teaching everybody a lesson to keep. Oh yeah, like your body keep naturally keep keeps itself in homeostasis. The world naturally keeps you in homeostasis yeah. for a lesson to be learned. Yeah. If you learn that lesson, it's up to you. Yeah, that's actually very true. Is that It's definitely up to you. <laughs> definitely up to you. It, it is. Uh, let's talk about something more fun, lighthearted. What have you been up to? Uh, ran out of all my cocaine, so I've been kind of free. <laughs> oh, no, nothing much. Nothing uh, much. Oh. Just taking a year off and thinking I'm going to work for a little bit and then... Uh, a year off of school? Yeah. Kind of just tired, man. Tired? Yeah. 24, you, 25? Yeah. Old enough for your pubes to grow gray. I mean... Yeah, no kidding. Like, I don't know. You just... I can't be stuck in the same circle forever, man. Oh, dude. Preach. I feel that. It doesn't feel good being this age and still being at home. Still not making money. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I could probably make more money selling food stamps right now. Like probably could. It's just it's hard times. Like my mom was like trying to relate to me and she goes, Kyle, I've had hard jobs too. I've worked I've worked at several things. I'm like, Yeah, but you had your license in nursing at a young age. That's like telling me that your BMW was scratched. Like I worked at a fucking factory. I, I had people shooting up drugs. There's people bringing in guns. You did? Yeah. Where at? It was the one in Lynn. Hmm. And I was like, man, I can't work here anymore. And like, like my mom thought you had to wear a suit and tie to work there. She like, that tells you how much she knows about that work, work environment. Yeah. And like, she's trying to pre, and I just had to take it with the grandson. I was like, man, there's, and she was like, it isn't that bad. You need to report that. I said, you don't report things like that. There. Snitches get stitches. Yeah. You, you don't report things like that. Especially in the blue collar industry. Yeah. Like they were telling me, they're like, we had a guy in here. His name, he, this guy was telling me a story. His name. He, he got a new gun, right? And he goes, he, they, they called him Pistol Pete. I'm like, basketball player, but okay. Close basketball, enough. Close reference. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, you know, they get the hot hand uh, when they have that gun. And he goes, he came in here and he goes, you didn't give me my trade right. And he said, he's going to pull him here and he's going to cap every motherfucker. Cap every. And I was like, what? I was like, that's not fair. That guy has one leg. He ain't going to run that far. And my response. Yeah. Four words. Wish. A motherfucker would, dude, pull up, dude. I felt bad. No, don't pull there up. There was don't there was up. a diabetic guy. 
that had one leg and it looked like he he still didn't learn his fucking lesson because he was eating cookies and he was drinking <laughs> he had these big old things of like Mountain Dew and like it's like it's like it didn't hit him on the head the hammer took his leg and he's still <laughs> doing the same fuck he just had like he would just lay his leg up somewhere and then he'd be working sometimes he'd fall oh over my and I, I was like where the fuck am I no shit that's awesome that's a great experience though. it was a great experience it humbled me a lot you know uh, what's, I needed it dude talk about experiences. I worked at these apartment complexes all over town and like in high school and then even like my first year of college when I came back home for summer, I did it too. But I would just go around fixing, like doing landscaping, rock beds, whatever, cleaning the inside apartments, whatever. And I was in charge of Brendan Mm -hmm. and then like a 54-year-old Puerto Rican guy. And it's like, try, please, please try to put yourself in my situation as a 16 to 20-ish year old and try to tell a 54-year-old Puerto Rican man what to do at work. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work very well. No, it doesn't. Doesn't work very well because he did not give a damn. No, he didn't give a at fuck. All. He, he did not care whatsoever. Like, we would be laying a rock, or, um, a brick brick wall, like retaining wall, and the most important step is literally getting the bottom row completely level with each other, every stone level with the, other st- the stones that are next to everything. And he's just like throwing sand down, chucking the block down. <laughs> he's like, oh, yep, good, good, mate. I'm like, dude, it's an inch above the block, the block next to it. What are you talking about? Good. He's like, eh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Whatever. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> it's not going to be fine. It's not going to be fine. I'm not, I'm getting paid $11 an hour right now to have an argument about what is level, what is acceptable and what is not with a block being leveled. He's like, oh like, man, I just want my, my chips and NASCAR. That's all. No, God. He was funny as hell though. I've never met a hornier man in my life. Oh, that guy, gosh. that guy, he talked about women and sex nonstop 24 seven. Because like, he's probably a virgin. Where, no, he had a girlfriend. He had, he apparently had like a did you hear past tense? Girlfriend. Thir- girlfriend has 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 has, has. has a girlfriend. at the time. Yeah, at the and time. thirty. Y- Jeez. Yeah, yeah. He was always like, man, she wants kids, and I I don't got the energy to put up with kids, and because that's her last like, resort. Yeah, because you're because you're pretty obese. You're pretty heavy. You're about five four, maybe two seventy five, mm-hmm. and. You have a thirty-something-year-old girlfriend, and you're fifty-four years old. Oh, like, he's fifty-four. Yeah, he was like fifty-four years old. Oh, I thought he was younger. It's like, dude, than that. like doing manual labor stuff. I'll tell you what, though, the guy, <laughs> the guy was a hard. Like, if you if you just put a shovel in his hand, he would dig out stuff so fast. Like he would he would work like a mule, like just work his you ass have off. To whip him. But the delicate stuff. Oh man. He did not. He did not go for the delicate stuff. Like yeah, making sure that something is level. Or making sure that a project is done right. He's more of a destruction. That's because they're they're made guy. for for speed, man. <laughs> like they're made for speed. They're not made. That's slow shit. That. Like you think they are? Oh yeah, they are. Why so? Well, have you seen? I mean, they just are. Have you ever seen them built a house less than a day? It's kind of like the Amish. Like they watch that and they're like, oh, mijo, we can beat that. We can do it faster. When they saw the movie Fast and Furious, man, they got into it. They did? Yeah, they had to, the man. The Hispanics did? 
Yeah, Hispanics I, are big in the, in all the right, cars. We're going to look up what the Hispanic turnout at Fast and Furious was. Have you not? You, there is always an Hispanic in a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, but that's like saying there's always a white person at a buffet. Well, there's a, there's a majority of white people. <laughs> like, there's more white people than there is anything else in the world. <laughs> that's funny. He's Hispanic. Yeah, he is Hispanic. That's probably why. Yeah. Plus, Hispanics love cars. Oh, they, man. Like, they got sick cars. Dude, when I went down there to uh, Mexico, there's one guy that had like these cars lifted up next to the broken down police station. Oh, yeah. Did they have the and, hydraulics and stuff? Yeah, it was oh. bouncing and everything else. That's sick. I mean, it was it was it looked like a piece of shit car, but he had it all fixed up. Yeah, but nothing cooler than pulling up with like a blacked out El Camino. Oh, I mean, on, spray like, painted. Yeah, spray painted matte black blacked out El Camino mm-hmm. at a child's back like t-ball game or something yeah you just see this fat mexican getting now like a like a like a pop hopped hot rod minivan <laughs> that's like the back is cut off because he wanted to make it a little more stylish <laughs> get in the back me all we can we can make this work <laughs> that's hilarious oh my gosh no he i i liked him his name is roberto he, oh my gosh, he, he has to be G. that rate. Mm-hmm, of course he is. Roberto. Dude, he was a G. That's, that's What's his what last his name, name Clemente? Uh, I'm guessing Lopez. Oh, Lopez? No, I don't actually I'm know that. I'm guessing Lopez. <laughs> Roberto Lopez. It kind of is a sick name, honestly. I don't honestly. think you can com- do a combination of those both. It's either one or the other. I've never met no, someone that I has think the it's, both. I think both is probably very common. I, th- I think it's too much. It's like putting too much lemon in your water. You think? Like, yeah, it's like you, you just can't do that. I don't think so. I've never I met like in it. my life a Roberto Lopez. A Roberto Lopez. You don't you haven't? No. There probably is, but I've never met one. I haven't either, but I also don't like typically ask people their names. Like I don't think to. there's a Me- the Mexicans know you, you don't you don't add those two. That's too much power. It's gonna cause chaos. True, that could be too much. They're, Dude, they, you could be channeling into your Hispanic Aztec power. They like, can't they they're not gonna have that baby like that's a Roberto Lopez. But they're Gosh, maybe that's what happened with El Chapo. Mm-hmm. What's his name? No, probably I'm, El, I'm not El gonna Deto. even fact check know. that. I'm assuming I'm gonna go ahead and assume <laughs> El Chapo's real name is Roberto Lopez. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Too so much power. Right. Get all the infinity stones. It's right. from the Roberto Lopez, and they just the jewels just in, come to the hand. Dude, he tapped in too much to his Mexican heritage, and he can run through mirrors as portals now. Yeah, that's scary. Well, that's why they were doing all that, like all of the. Um, Where's what the were relentlessness? They, what were they? The, the Aztecs or whatever that would like rip people's hearts out as like a sacrifice, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's tapping into rituals, sacrifices. Like, you know what's funny? We, we there's there's Some pyramids in Egypt, and uh, everybody always questions where they're how, who built those. You know they've done all these studies and everything else. Who built the pyramids in Egypt? There's pyramids in Mexico. No one questions that. The biggest pyramid in the world is in Mexico. Yeah, no one questions who built that. They're like, oh yeah, those were Mexicans. No, no doubt. Yeah, they're hard workers. No, bro. Yeah, no, it's who called, did that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know what what that is. And like some of the. I've seen some shows where they talk about like they'll show certain like holes or cuts that they made into the rock mm-hmm. that could barely be done with modern equipment. And even if it was done, it would take a tremendous amount of time and it would not be as clean as what they cut it. Like, yeah, they're probably like, me, I'm going to die. you got to finish my process of, bro, the, it's of called, the dick and balls in the rock. You know what? Me being a skeptic about the whole pyramid conspiracy theory, it's called a whole lot of not shit to do. Mm-hmm. Like, think about if we I, sat around our house all day, and then one of us was just like, hey, 
The you want to fucking build a pyramid? Yeah. I'd be like, I mean, sure. Like, it'll make everybody work. Everybody will be working, and uh, it'll be a fun, dandy old time. We can have well, free slaves. Did yeah. you know the idea of slavery that went on back then is literally what traditionally goes on now? Hey. Where you'd pay someone just enough to survive, and then at the end, they'd be cast free. Like, the, the traditional way of slavery is not the way that America did it. But I think America did it that way so they could break away and still add it. What do you mean break away and still add it? Like, because it, break away and still add what? Slavery. Like, if you look at the traditional measurements of slavery, it's not the same that America had it for. Like, it was literally like you could buy your way out of slavery. It's more you, like indentured servant. Yeah, yeah it's almost like you, you sign a contract, you get paid this amount of money, and you can have honor. Like, you can get work and get money and provide for your I, I will say, disclaimer, this conversation still messed up. Period. Don't care. But we are going to continue with this because it's interesting. All right. But, <laughs> um, yeah, you, they would literally, like, uh, they would give them a wage, and it, it would be a very honorable thing for them to do because they could work their way. They can provide for their family and kids. Yeah. They could do all that. Yeah. Now, when they come to America, they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to work anyway. We're just going to beat you, rape you, and then throw you in the Because well, it's 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 literally like America at that time. I mean, even now, we're still a young country. Mm-hmm. But think about the people who were in America mm-hmm. at that time, like, these are probably rough people that are just able to survive on the land. And then now they get thrown this, like, this this little, I don't even know what you call it, but slavery becomes access, accessible to them. And it's like, wow, I have ten or 15,000 acres because my family got to America first and claimed all this land. And now I can get these people to do all my work and shit for free, and I can be the richest person in North Carolina. Well, a lot or of them what, died you know, out from like smallpox or something. But you know what I'm, you know what I'm yeah. saying though? It's like mm-hmm. we don't have machines at the time. Nobody's going to till the field. You can't have enough kids to manage ten thousand acres. So mm-hmm. those people just took advantage of a really messed up thing at the time. And yeah, at the same time though, like that is such a different situation to so. objectively slavery bad objectively but that is such a different situation you have to imagine these people being in essentially the wilderness hardly any towns if any at all that are like civilized you know like dirt roads Thomas Jefferson liked his slaves people starving for food Mm -hmm. I mean think about what slavery did for the agriculture business in America like so they look disgusting but it they looked at them as products instead of people. Yeah. If they would have respected them, their their outcome would have been greater with growth. Because that's that's what they did. That's what they did overseas. Like when you when you respect someone, they have so much more sympathy to do it. It goes back to what we but were just if, talking about. But if about you review yeah. that and you treat them as an object, you really think your outcome and performance is going to be great. Yeah, I mean the idea that this is no hate to anybody out there making, I don't know, twenty to. $60,000, whatever, like $20,000 to $60,000 range, like to give up your entire life basically for that paycheck every year. Mm-hmm. There's ways out that's, of it. Yeah, there is ways out of it. But I'm saying that is sickening almost that that's like a normalized thing where it's like, here, we're giving you enough to where you can technically have your freedom, you can have your own place, and you can barely get by and you can raise a family. But like not enough to where you can actually travel anywhere, do anything fun like that fun without having to be worried about cash. So if you make sixty thousand dollars, you know how long it'd take you if you're just saving all that and you don't invest in anything? How long would it take you to get five million? 
50 years. I don't know. 90. Take you 90 years to get $5 million. And, and that's just the ratio. So, you, so like, if you're making that low, you have to invest into an S, S&P 500 index fund or a Roth IRA. And, so, and plus, if you do that and you're making 40 or 60, you're still not going to get issue, that $5 million. The issue is, though, that the, the reason people don't invest they don't know is how. because – well. I think that's the cop out answer that like a lot of economists. And but stuff people use. don't want to go because people don't know. But people are lazy. People making that much money don't have just the extra cash. Like they don't see it paying off in the future necessarily because maybe because they're not that educated about it. But also they're like, shit, man. Like I've spent all of my money. I have two hundred dollars left in the bank account for like the next however many days. On, on these fruit. I'm not gonna give Tesla. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, that's true. But it's like why – like to them it doesn't make sense to put an extra 100 bucks in some investment account when they need 100 bucks because they want to go bowling with their friends. Like like if you're making that amount of money, 60000 is probably pretty high. You can probably live a decent life off of that obviously. But like if you're making thirty five, forty thousand dollars $40,000 like some teachers, elementary Dude, you had, teachers are. They had a thing on TV about them. A lot of them were having like OnlyFans and stuff because they just weren't making enough. And it's – Nah, and you wonder why our school system's all messed up and why kids aren't learning as well as they should be. It's because you have – you have – it's the same situation with certain cops, very specific cops in specific situations. Did you know they're changing it to where you don't like, have to go to a university to get your certification teaching? No, I didn't know that, but I – if you're going to continue paying them that little mm-hmm. amount, I actually agree with that. Because like first off, if you have a high school diploma, what 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 about having a high school diploma if you're a personable person too and you're able to talk in front of kids? Why can't you teach at least up to eighth grade? Mm-hmm. If you have a high school diploma, you have – demonstrated right there that you have done everything necessary and you're smart enough to pass high school so why can't you teach up to eighth grade doesn't make any sense like with my girlfriend she had to understand like certain medications and stuff and how to test people intellectually like uh because she's a teacher and uh she doesn't like she's going into something else like she's gotten sick four times she calls them little fuckers but anyway (laughs) besides that like there's so much I'd even notice this there's so much little knowledge like she she works with like um, kids with IEPs and intellectual disabilities and like she has to know like what medications what's going on how to test with them what's going on with their brain mm-hmm. like all these different things as over beyond the one an average teacher does and has to know they just have to know their general subject and how to teach it yeah she has to do that and she has to know a general subject how to teach as well and she gets paid 10,000 less yeah that, that makes no fucking sense. None. Any If you have a critical skill that you can't hire someone off the street to do, why would you pay them less? Yeah, exactly. That makes no fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's just like... Well, yeah. in, in the state of Missouri, they said they're going to use our... Uh, like the the lottery to like fund a lot of it and then like smaller portions start going through. And it, it d- didn't really go as well. Think about... I like, to, I like to take a situation like this where stuff doesn't make sense... And think about possible motivations for it because it's like if something very clearly doesn't make sense, like take for example me having a degree already, being a second year law student halfway through and only being able to make 15 to $20 an hour at a job during the summer. sexy, man? Like, think about – That's a young erectile dysfunction starting yeah, early, man. literally. Think about, think about like what is the motivation behind that. Hmm. How many kids are in colleges every year? 
hundreds of like millions, millions of kids are in college every year. This is every, this means every summer, every winter break, whatever, cheap, cheap, almost free labor Mm -hmm. for the summer for millions of businesses, millions of businesses across the United States all have an influx of part-time workers during the summer, during the Mm -hmm. winter. And it's cheap because they're quote unquote part-time. It's like, yeah. They're just doing it, and and then they have all this bullshit how, like, oh, you don't have any experience, or this is your first job, so we need you to pay you the first first year level, and then you'll work up. But the problem with that pyramid workup scheme is you're going to make, what, like sixty, seventy thousand 70,000 when you're, like, in the last 10 years of your career? Yeah. Like, look at that ratio. Like, that means in the span of your career, you're you're making, like, less than $1.2 million. And span like the average person spends a million dollars in their lifetime. So that tells me in a ratio, the average person makes a million dollars in their lifetime working. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's it's really weird. And another thing that's really messed up that was kind of brought to life or brought to light in my world recently is how insane the prices are for like elderly care, like a nursing home. Dude, I'm upset five, with that. Uh, 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 not even like a special nursing home by any means at all. Multiple instances where somebody that I know has, I don't, I don't really want to explain it, but like has needed care mm-hmm. and they've sat for hours without care yeah. and pays $5,000 a month. When I was doing $5,000 a month, Kyle, that's over, that's what? $60,000 a year, 60,000. 60,000 at the end of your life a year for shit service to yeah. lay around in a bed. That's just how it is. It's it, So with my grandpa's, it's 8,000 a month. And that's ridiculous. When I was doing rotations, going through the uh, the PTA program, we were at a, uh, I, th- it was, I think it was, was it in Boone? I'm trying to think of where uh, the retirement home was, but it was so bad. So we came in there and it was me and another kid and um there was they had, they they had short staffed anyway but this patient um we flipped him over we we um the PT had like a little soap note that we went over as well he had a pressure wound on his back that was like in stage 3 jeez that we had to care for and i'm like how in the f- how in the fuck and we reported it nothing happened the yeah. other person they had a uh, a a bladder bag that they didn't change and if you don't go, if you don't change it, the person will go septic, and then you know. Yeah. When you're when you're 80 years old and you go septic, it don't turn up too great in the morning. You, you no. it don't work out too well. You'll no. probably, you'll just die. Yeah. So like it's just it's the lack of care and effort that pisses me off when I was there, and it kind of like I'm like I don't want to be around this. No. I was like I can't I can't do this I can't do the 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 bullshit, and then then if you sign license like like if I if you would sign to like a certain like business, legally like. Within the law of that business, if someone has a, a, a heart attack or needs CPR or anything, I'm not. I wouldn't be clinically allowed to save him because I could get sued <laughs> because of what the company I signed with. Depending, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's all about numbers. And we've about- lost. We've lost. Like in certain situations like that, though, that's where we've lost complete sight of like what it means to just be a damn human. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like just like man. Just be a human. That's because people people care more about numbers than they do. They get fascinated with...
Hey, sorry for the sort of abrupt stop there right in the middle of the conversation, but um, due to my crappy audio editing skills, I actually had to make this in two parts, so I don't know what to say. Gotta do what you gotta do, but the rest of this podcast is in part two right above this episode, so thanks for listening.